0: Well, welcome back, Ass Valley Sports Talk fans. I am Eric Sorensen here with Luke Olson and a special signing day episode. We are lucky enough to have today in studio our special guest, coach Chris Fisk, head coach of Central Washington University Wildcats. Coach, thanks for joining us today.
1: Appreciate it. This is really neat.
0: Uh, that's No, we're pumped to have you here. And, uh, and uh, you know, we, we started this thing this fall and, and got to watch a really awesome uh, football season fall in your first year. And, and, uh, you know, you mentioned before you got here, how exciting was your first signing day and walk us through your first signing day. And, and, uh, I'd, I'd say it was a pretty successful
1: one. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a year long culmination of a lot of work. You know, there's a ton of travel and there's a lot of time away and there's a lot of communication and things that happen over the course of a year to get to one day and, uh, you know, get these kids signed up to play football at central. So it's, a it's a wild ride every year and you, you kind of never know what's going to happen. We had some surprises on signing day. And so, uh, it was a, it was a fun year. Yeah.
0: Well, you signed, let's see, I'll look at my notes here. Uh, 27 true freshmen signed their national letters of intent to play. Uh, I, the one note I wrote down was that you and your coaches, you found some beef this year. Yeah. I was very impressed with the, yeah the, the height and size of your guys. Can you talk yeah, to us about that?
1: I, I think it's my background as an O-line coach. You know, I just, uh, I think that if if moving forward every year we can win the line of scrimmage, you know we got to have those big old linemen, and and I think that we needed to get longer and bigger on the D line to do what we want to do with our new D coordinator, and and uh, you know so there was a definitely a big effort to bring those big bodies in, and really happy uh, with the guys we got, and we had some some good surprises in there, and we were able to to talk some kids out of going to the big sky and and Pac-12 in some cases, and get them to come to Central.
2: In, in terms of recruiting, I mean you know there's obviously there's d1 talent and then there's guys that you know D2 and FCS. I mean when you're looking at a kid, how do you I mean whats what goes in that recruiting when you see a guy that's like potential D1 or I mean how do you are you avoiding the four star five star guys and I mean what goes into that?
1: Yeah. Well no, we're not because <laughs> I think that um, you never know what's in a kid's heart uh, sometimes um, for, for those kids, the, the big limelight isn't what they're looking for. They're looking for a place like Ellensburg and a place like central. Mm-hmm. So you go out at the beginning of it, like what we're doing now in February, March, uh, we'll go out and recruit them all. I don't care. Uh, and the people that put stars out there, aren't the experts either. You know, mm-hmm. they, they come close, but, um, we go recruit them all and then we recruit them as bounce backs. And so, um, you know, without divulging too much, we've got a couple guys that we're going after right now that, went to bigger schools and it didn't fit, right? It didn't work for them at those schools. And now they're calling us saying, Hey, I want to make that trip back to Ellensburg. And so we're always recruiting for the future and the present. And so you're regardless of stars and regardless of what people think, um, we'll recruit them all. And those guys that are pac 12 uh, high end big sky type of talent, we, we figure out pretty quick. As soon as the offers start rolling out and they, they they're not afraid to let us know that uh, you know we're this is the end of the line for Central so we <laughs> definitely get that message quickly.
2: And so what went in? So obviously you got uh, Josiah right, yeah, from Bellarmine Prep. Um, he's committed to Dub, and then he decommitted on the same day and signed with yeah. you guys. Kind of what happened? Who got the call? And
1: it's a uh-huh. really been recruiting him all year, and uh, we're you know, going to the school and going, visiting with the coach and things are going really, really well. And then, uh, it goes cold. We get, we got nothing out of him. And, uh, it took us about two more weeks to get him back on the hook a little bit and be able to get him to agree to get us to come in to do a home visit. So we go into the home visit and, uh, the reception's really well. He's got a great family, uh, very, uh, devout Christian family that, um, you know they want the best for their kids and he's got a brother that started at Oregon for 4 years um he's got some ties into the Pac12 that way and very talented and so after the home visit we think it's great he's supposed to come on an official visit we can't get a hold of him it goes blank again and so you're <laughs> you're you're just wondering what the heck's going on and you know come to find out had some transportation issues it's it's snowing like a son of a gun on the pass and the family's scared to get over the pass so we hop in the old Stewart Subaru cat car out there and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the GAs brave the weather and go get him and bring him back and bring his family back over with him. And uh, we get the home vis- or get the, the official visit in and it goes really, really well. We think it's great and disappears again. Can't yeah. get a hold of him for a couple more weeks. And uh, we finally get a hold of him. He says, you know what, coach, I think my heart's up at UW. I always wanted to try this Pac-12 thing. And we respected that. We just said, you know, like we always do, is if something changes, we want to be your first phone call. And so, um, we we just kind of told him on you know the night before signing day, hey, really impressed with you. Really enjoyed getting to know your family. Good luck at UW. And and like I said, if it changes, come on back. And about two o'clock in the afternoon, we get a phone call that he's flipping that. uh, he had a, a mom that is deceased and, and felt like his mom was speaking to him and, and telling him that he needed to get out to Ellensburg and come play football for us. So uh, that's one of the many stories in that whole recruiting class. But it was, uh, you know, it was like a, it's like a roller coaster. There's you think you got him and then he's gone and then you think you got him and he's gone. And then we were just lucky enough to, you know, there was a lot of celebrating going on in the room when he called us up and said, he wanted want to flip to central?
0: I bet, you know, and I, the, reading through the articles and whatnot and trying to do my research for you came today. Uh, the one thing I noticed in every kid in the bios of who you signed and you hit on it just there is that every kid that signed with you loved the family aspect of your program. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, they worked. for me. That probably got you that guy right there. Yeah. And it, and, it's who
1: I am and it's yeah. who our, it's what our program is and it's what we want to be. Um, and it's it's good to see that it affected that kid that way. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So what's, I know we've talked about this, but what do you sell? What's the big thing that you sell these kids, you know, obviously family and, yep. but what about Ellensburg and the university itself?
1: What do you well, sell? Well, I think lot? when we get, when we get a young man to Ellensburg, the school and the town sell itself. I don't have to sell those two things. We've got um, one of the best universities in the Pacific Northwest, not just the state of Washington, but if you look, you know, Idaho, Oregon, especially California, and you look at Washington, we've got an unbelievable situation here at Central. Um, We're not in a huge metropolitan area where it's a pain in the rear to do anything. Um, But we also have a true college town here with a ton of support. You know, you just go drive around on homecoming weekend and you can see, you know, what kind of town we have. So those things sell itself Uh, in terms of our family atmosphere and what we offer kids is that we just, we promise them that we are going to get them ready for life. And that if we can build a program with high character guys that are super accountable in the classroom, that's going to buy us a bunch of wins every year just because our kids are accountable, right? And so what we sell is character, and we sell we sell that we're going to build strong men, we're going to build strong husbands, and we're going to build strong you know dads, and we're gonna we're gonna make sure that when they leave Central Washington University, which is the same mission as the school, right? President Godino is that they're going to be better men because of it, and. That's our mission. You know, I don't worry about the X's and O's so much as we worry about, you know, are they doing what they need to do in the classroom? Are we getting close to a team GPA of a 3.0? And if we can do that and push and push and push until we get there, I think the national championship then takes care of itself. It's not about that you're pressing um, to go get the best talent. You're trying to build the best team with the most accountable people. That's how we did it at Southern Oregon University, and that's how we're going to get it done here.
0: Well, that was another thing I wrote down notes of how cool – and if you're a community member listening, you haven't been to a central football, you can get out there. I mean, every kid in your signing class had a GPA of 3.0 or higher. Close. And, Not everyone. Close. <laughs> close. But we were close. Um, we were pretty good. But, I mean, that's just – you know, it, it's a, it's fun to watch programs and get behind programs that are yeah. – Doing things the right way, like
1: that, and the young man that you mentioned from Bellarmine Prep, Josiah, yeah. uh, huge GPA for coming out as a nose nice. guard. So uh, the total group we we're at a 3.0 with the total group. Okay. And so uh, when you're talking football, anytime you're talking football, 3.0 and higher is is a is a huge number for us, and some we were excited to get. Yeah.
2: yeah, was Josiah? Was he one of the? I mean, biggest targets for you guys this this recruiting season.
1: One of them. We had many, yeah. um, you know, the, the Lloyd Hammer kid out of Wenatchee was a battle with uh, Montana State late in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montana State had offered him a partial as well. And, and uh, if you've ever been to Bozeman and you've been around Montana State University, that's a that's a heck of a, a thing for us to flip him over to Central. And then, um, you know, we had a, another guy, Josiah Cochran, out of Skyview in, in Vancouver, uh, battle in Portland state, um, which, uh, is still a heck of a battle for us. Anytime we get tied up with those big sky schools and, and even in the previous year's class with Bailey Sparks, we were able to tangle with Eastern Washington on that. So we've had our fair share of, of guys over the last two years that we've been able to kind of get out of the grasp of those big sky schools. And, and in this case, preferred walk on at UW with Josiah. So, um, really, really happy with all of those guys that we were able to pull.
2: Yeah.
0: I was, you know, another thing I was looking at, and, and I actually got to watch a few of these guys because I, it's his alma mater, Kennedy uh, Catholic. Yep. And I went to the Enum Claw game. Yep. And the running back room that you have right now, I mean, they are guys you have returning, but the guys you've signed here, yep, uh, that's and it, it, talk to us about the running backs you have going on, and it's obviously a pretty strong. And you signed yeah. signed one from Kennedy as well. You did, yeah. yeah that was a
1: Zaire Lazzolo. Yeah. Uh, he's a. It's a weird deal at Kennedy because he's with all these five-star, four-star athletes, right. so nobody talks about him, right? You've got all these receivers, and you got the Howard kid, and, and he gets zero attention, but he just quietly ran for over 1,200 yards and <laughs> just had one of those quiet 1,000-yard seasons. Right. And so we had him at camp. Uh, Coach Cross brings the team over and, and uh, really cool to be around uh, the Heward kid just an unbelievable kid and Coach Cross does such a good job and that's one of our things that we're looking for in recruiting is when we're going out is what type of a program do they come from do they come from a team that goes one and nine every year or uh, you know a two-win program we're looking for guys that come from championship programs that are coached by really good coaches and when you talk Claw. And Kenny Catholic, yeah. those are two of the best, right? Coach Gundy does a, a unbelievable job over there at Enumclaw as well. And uh, Jackson McCann is is uh, he's going to be a little bit more of a, a sweeper back for us that we'll use in some fly sweep stuff and get him in the ball out in perimeter, and he's squeaky fast and he's just uh he's a slick kid and we had him at camp as well and it seemed like every time Enum Claude gave him the football he scored a touchdown and mm-hmm. after about 10 touchdowns you couldn't because I we shouldn't recruit him right like right. he's too short he's not big <laughs> enough but after a while you're going man if he can just do half of those touchdowns for us we'll, we'll be in good shape so we got two really good ones there yeah.
0: well, I know that was like watching a, a small college play that day yeah. Watching those two schools. Well, and, and
1: don't yeah. forget the backs that we have in the room. Uh, right. You know, Michael Roots. Oh, man. He's a fun um, one to watch. He's a stud. Yeah. yeah. He should. He probably should have been at San Jose State. That's mm. kind of where he was headed out of high school. Um, And, you know, life happens and he ends up here. And then uh, we've got Ray Green from Evergreen High School in Vancouver, transferred back from Montana. He's having an unbelievable yeah. winter right now. Um, he just got to the highest level of our conditioning program for the winter program. And then we have a real, not a sleeper, he's, he's a stud. But uh, Tyler Flanagan, out of uh, Woodland High School, is—he's—I'm just telling you, watch out for that kid next yeah. year. He's—he'll be a redshirt freshman, but he's doing big things in the weight room and big things in conditioning. So the running back room is—is is really good, and we still have a couple guys that we're looking at as well. Yeah.
2: Do you, is Eric Wilkes returning?
1: Eric Wilkes will not be back. Okay. Um, he opted to uh, forgo his senior year.
2: Okay, yep. and that running back committee—I know that's—you know—you have Michael Roots. Obviously, he's going to get bulk of the carries, but. Yep. Is that something you've always liked to do? I know Shoemaker did like to have you yeah. know, two or three guys back there.
1: You know, I think it, I always <clears throat> equate it to the D-line. The the fresher those guys are, the harder they can run, the harder they can play. So we like to have three backs uh, going into every game and rotate those guys in. But, yeah, Michael Roots will carry the bulk of that load. But I would even tell you off of last season, what we would like to do is lower his play count a little bit, mm-hmm. but up his production. Per carry, and so uh, that'll be the the mission for this off season. And and again, I think what what goes um, what goes unnoticed about what Michael did last year was he he was behind four new starters on the O line, and mm-hmm. to be able to do what he did with four new starters up front, those guys got better every week. But uh, really exciting this year that uh, we only have one new starter in the O line instead of four, and and that running back core back. So we're hoping that the run game will be special again this year.
2: Yeah. And I know you've talked a lot about the culture with the O-line, you know, last yep. year. I mean, is that something you're able to sell to these, you know, obviously with your experience with O-line, is that something you're able to sell with incoming guys, like just incoming O-line yeah. guys? Is we that- we
1: don't sell much money, much more different than we sell on the whole program that, mm-hmm. that if they come there, they're going to get an outstanding football education along with an academic education. Mm-hmm. And, and I think with the O-line, what we do is we present the numbers. We show mm-hmm. them that, It would be hard for you to find a team in the country over the last six years going back to my days at Southern Oregon, we we average less than 15 sacks per game, you know, mm-hmm. or per year. And so to find numbers like that, along with the ability to be a 2,000 to 3,000 yard rushing team, uh, our production numbers over the last six years, seven years here have been as good as they are in the country. And so we present that a lot. We also present that we're going to run the football and we're going to use tight ends, which you just don't see a lot in college football today. And and that, that appeals to alignment. They don't want to be pass setting every play and being a uh, offense where they're just throwing the ball around all the time and uh they want to run block. They want to go out there and be physical because that's what they do, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, talk talk about the defensive side of the ball. Some of the guys you signed there.
1: Yeah. So, you know, exciting defensive class. Uh, but I think what's what's just as exciting is we just hired a new D coordinator. The story will come out this afternoon on right. the website. Uh, we've already had it on Twitter a little bit, and we'll put it out on Twitter. But Nate Johnson okay. will make a return for us. Um, he was the safeties coach for Coach Power in the sixteen-seventeen 17 season. And for those of you that know, that was probably – statistically two of the best years of central football um, defensively. Now, I know there's been a ton of great defenses, so not, yeah. <laughs> not definitely not uh, sliding any of the other defensive years, but 17 was a record-setting year mm-hmm. in a lot of areas, and so we're excited to get that tree of defense back to central and start getting that thing headed the right direction, but uh, when you look at um, the the list of kids defensively, I think we start off on the back end with Dominique Whiteberg from from Skyline or from Sky yeah Skyline. And so um, he's a he's a kid that is a Pack twelve type of kid going into his junior year and ends up hurting his knee oh. and uh, loses everything right. And his uh, comeback has a great senior season. pac twelves don't want to take a chance on him because of the knee great fit for us. Right. He's a six-one corner, which is hard to find. Got a ton of length. But I think what's even better about Dominic is that uh, when you look at his family, you go into the house and the family support their sister played basketball at UW, walk on that ends up being scholarship. a ton of athleticism in the family and a mom and dad that support him. And and that's we're also looking for in recruiting yeah. is championship level families. And so uh, really, really excited to see him there. And, and a lot of the D linemen that we've talked about are uh, it's going to be an exciting four years to see those guys grow. But at the linebacker level, uh, you know, we were able to uh, get Isaac Isaac Clark out of Puyallup. And uh, he's a special player. He's a wrestling guy, which I love recruiting those wrestlers because they're tough and hard-nosed. And they got a little bit of a wire loose, right? There's something wrong upstairs, which is great for defense as well. (laughs) Along with uh, we had another young man, Leva Emsley, out of Hawaii. Uh, which is an area that we're trying to get into more and more. If you've noticed, we've got a lot of Hawaii kids that yeah. are hitting the roster, and uh, I like to go out and recruit that one myself. Absolutely. For sure. So <laughs> yeah. to get a guy, of you know, Leva had San Diego State early. San Diego State fell off, and we were very fortunate to get him. He was another one that came right up until the Tuesday before signing day, and so uh, battled our tails off for that one. But uh, And then a couple other guys in there, Brevin Bay, who which was the 2A defensive player of the year, um, down there in Vancouver and so uh, really excited about that linebacking core uh, coming in and I think those guys will do a good job but definitely the strength of that defensive class was in the D line Mm -hmm. really wanted to find those big bodies inside and then some length at defensive end that we can get after some passers you know I think of central football I think of guys like Tovar Sanchez when I got here that was uh, as a senior that you know that tradition of defensive line play that was at central and I remember watching the tape at Southern Oregon going man Glad we don't have to play these guys, right? And so uh, we need to get our defensive line play back to that traditional, mm-hmm. strong Central Washington defensive line play. And so hopefully this this group will get it done. Yeah.
0: Right. I'm thinking about the days when I was in school with the Renos and the Tanas yeah. and the Tyrell and
1: Really, really It was good. awesome. To watch yeah. And, they, and when I got here, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. in 2017, we had Bo Banner. Mm-hmm. He's in the CFL playing now. We had Tovar Sanchez just – scary we had Chris Penny in the middle that was 320 pounds six couldn't move him yeah. Kevin Haynes behind yeah. him making all the plays and we had Nick Amua and uh, you know uh, that group of guys we we've got to get back to where we've got that Washington kid that can hold the line of scrimmage and and stop the run you know and that's that's where we've been bad and so that's where we need to get better absolutely yeah.
2: so how does Nate kind of feel I mean what's kind of his defensive style and how will he help? this next, yeah. this upcoming season? So he's a, he's
1: a 4 a 5 guy. Okay. And, uh, you know, the same thing is what Coach Power was. It's it's going to be a, a strong run game presence. We're going to stop the run, get teams into third and long, and then we are going to lead the nation in sacks. And that's mm-hmm. the mission and the goal with this defense is to be have a strong box presence with four down hands and two linebackers that flat out get after it, which is what Kevin Haynes was, and, and uh, safeties that are certainly aggressive. And then to be able to play some aggressive man defense and press those corners up and and not sit off the ball and not wait for the run game to come to us, but go attack the run game. And and uh, you know if if he can do what he was able to do when he was here with him and Coach Power, um, we'll be pretty fortunate to get back to where the pressure's not on the offense to go out score everybody. And and certainly we want to be able to play to our offensive, uh, to play to our defense and and uh, let those guys be successful and keep them off the field.
2: Yeah. And were you guys more four three last season? 3-4.
1: Three, four. Three, four. Yeah, That's we were base yeah. three four defense, like and and uh, um, yeah.
2: Okay, yeah. And I just thinking uh, when with these home visits that you you know you go to these recruits, how are the meals?
1: Yeah. I, you know what? <laughs> yeah. So I am i uh, I'm a big no, don't eat at the home. Um, really? okay. So I I am my nature as an olan coach is i'm a process procedure guy and i'm i'm all about time management and utilizing time so i should probably sit and have some meals um, but i always try to schedule four or five visits a night so we're always just moving and on the move and trying to so i have the coach call ahead and tell tell mom and dad hey don't worry about dinner and that stuff um, which you know is Maybe not always the best way to do it, but I want to make sure that we can get in and see every kid and get into every home. I don't want to leave Vancouver and have missed two or three kids that we needed to be in the home. The only kid that we lost in Vancouver was the only kid we didn't home visit. No, really? really. You know, so yeah. uh, if that tells you anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get into a lot of houses, but I did have one meal at Dominic's folks' house, and his mom uh, can cook, man. She had she had the ribs, the side <laughs> of ribs, there and she go. had the mac and cheese and, and the whole nine yards, barbecue style. And so that was good, but most of the time I'm, I'm moving and shaking and trying to get from house to house. Yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah. Well, you know, thank you for joining us today, and and, the, and for the listeners, you don't have to wait till fall to watch these guys. When's the, when was the spring game again?
1: Yeah, spring game is May 2nd. It uh, looks like we'll be at a noon start, so okay. it's going to be a big weekend. Uh, we've got hall of fame weekend. Okay. We got central kids camp that oh, day, that morning. We'll have our junior days. So we'll have all of our juniors in to visit and watch the spring game. We'll have a spring game at noon. I think the hall of fame banquet starts around six o'clock that night. Sweet. And so, and Mike Riley's going in. So oh, we're, hey. we're really excited yeah. about Mike going into the hall of fame and, and hit the career that he had here at central. And then what he's been able to do uh, CFL, a uh, handful of gray cups, great cups, highest played player, highest paid player in the CFL. And so, We'll be really excited to get him back on campus. He'll be a guest uh, coordinator for our spring oh, game, so really we'll get him calling some plays <laughs> against the president or something. And oh, cool!
0: <laughs> have a lot of fun,
1: and I, you know, the spring game is going to be a lot of fun. I yeah. want it to be a little bit more like minor league baseball. We'll have the music rocking and rolling, Sweet. and have some games going on, and some guest coordinators that day, and and hopefully have a lot of fun doing it.
0: That sounds awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, and uh, uh, congratulations on a on a great signing class.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you. Is a new sofa calling your name this new year? Maybe a recliner? Whatever furniture needs replacing, when it comes to furniture upgrades, you can trust the professionals at Fitterer's Furniture in Ellensburg. A knowledgeable sales staff, certified interior designers, and three floors of quality home furnishings are just some of what you'll get at Fitterer's. Fitterer's also offers in-house financing, free delivery, and hallway in central Washington. Fitterer's Furniture. Quality furniture since
2: 1896.
1: Fitterer's. Fitterer's.